What's up, guys? Uh, welcome to the Point After Show. This week, we're going to talk about Marshawn Lynch. We're going to talk about Conor McGregor. We're going to talk about the Philly Soul. We're going to talk a little PGA. But first, I just want to remind you that if you have a man cave and you want to decorate that thing, you want to get yourself over to pristineauction.com. P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. They've got all your needs for sports memorabilia, movie memorabilia, and it's all certified. It's all authentic. They're going to take care of you. You're going to get it at a great price. You're able to bid. Anything you're looking for, these guys have you. So head on over to pristineauction.com and tell them The Point After Show sent you. The Point After Show. He's going savage. Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The Point After Show. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f*** he wants. The Point After Show. Spikes in hell. Spikes in peewee hell. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Eddie from The Point After Show, brought to you by Pristine Auction. I have Tommy Mickelson in the house tonight, along with Cabby, the producer, Caviston. Just wanted to give a shout-out and let you guys know that we do have our Fantasy Football Advantage podcast coming out later today. Give that a listen and uh, for all your fantasy football needs and advice and anything fantasy football-related, so check that out as well. Before we get right into it, um, we just want to say thanks to Pristine Auction for sponsoring our website and uh, also uh, Fantasy Jocks. We want to give them a shout-out as well. Uh, so let's talk about football. Marshawn Lynch, he was kind of in the, sto- in the headlines these days, uh, sat during a preseason game during the National Anthem against the Cardinals on Saturday night. Um, he says he's been doing it for basically his whole career. Um, it's never been brought up before, and there's never been... I mean, I get it with the whole Kaepernick thing. The limelight is on the players now. They're just... The media is just waiting for someone to yeah. be the next outcast, I think. Um, I'm completely fine with him doing it, uh, especially doing it on Saturday. Uh, I think he should have done it. I think we all should have done it on Saturday. Um, but... It comes down to, I, I think he. Sh- I, I don't know where the communication came from. I'm assuming him to his coach or whatever about the whole 11 years. If you're going to say that, you better be able to back it up because immediately the internet trolls came out of the woodwork and started posting pictures of him standing with his hand over his heart on numerous occasions, which kind of sucks. Um, but I think if anybody's going to do it, Beast Mode's the guy to do it because he's not going to talk to you about it. He's not going to like sit down and do interviews about this. He doesn't give a shit. He came back out of retirement. Maybe a year, maybe two years at most. He wants to play for the Raiders. He wants to win the Super Bowl while they're still in Los, Los Angeles or while still in uh, Oakland. So I don't know. I love it. I think he's a, a great face to do it because he just doesn't give a shit. Um, and, you know, as hard as he is, he does give back to the community a lot. So, Yeah, uh, I'll give you my take. Is I don't think he did it for the reasons you think he did it for. You know, like you said, after the situation that, you know, the country saw this weekend here, obviously if he's been doing his entire career, he wasn't doing it, you know, to stand with everybody after this weekend's incident. He was more doing it. I don't, I, I don't know. Here's my take, and I'll be honest, is I get 
what he's doing, what Kaepernick's doing, but obviously with the state of the country right now, it's it kind of backfires on them. You know, I think it just sparks up that like alt right, the hard right wingers out there that are so anti this movement, and it just creates that divide even more. And I'm not saying they're wrong. I, I would totally agree with the, with the cause, and and this country is so divided, it's unbelievable. But at the same time, I think. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to do it. And with the Kaepernick, when we talk about him, I thought that was the, the right time to do it. He has everybody watching him. Obviously, can't kneel during a game when you have millions of people viewing. And the national anthem, you'll get the most attention, right? Every news media outlet out there picks it up, runs with it, puts their spin on it. But unfortunately, in the world we live in today, it's, it's just mostly drawing negative attention. I got a question. So what about the camera people, like the photographers that are taking taking pictures of him sitting down? Shouldn't they be standing up, putting their hand over their chest too or no? No, oh, they're doing a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what are they doing? They're, yeah. they're waiting for uh, someone like him to – Right. You know, I mean people are looking for it at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it drew some uh, backlash on Twitter. You have uh, Jeremy Roenick. Hockey player, you know, that I, I've never heard of before this. Um, I'm sure hockey guys have coming out of the word works, uh, tweeting at him, saying, Marshawn Lynch, you should have uh, stayed retired. So that got some headlines. But more so than that, your boy, Tommy, uh, James Harrison, said that uh, if anybody on on the Steelers sits during the National Anthem, they better be in a wheelchair. Yeah. I, so. And that's, that's what I, you know. Uh, so, again, this goes back to what I was talking about is, is you put – a lot of disrespect to the women and men that fought for our rights and our freedoms when you sit during the national anthem. And that's what, what is basically put out there. And that's what we all grown up to believe. So is that the right time to do it? But then again, you look at the other hand is when is the right time to do it? That's when you're going to get the most attention, draw the most attention to your cause. So you're in a catch 22 I, I, I don't know what the right thing is to do here. I, I really don't. I don't want to disrespect the people that fought for our rights. And at the same time, there's a lot of problems in our country, and we need to ad- address those problems. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I think Jack Del Rio, the coach, uh, basically said it the way it should have been or handled the way it should have been handled. Because um, Lynch basically said, you know, that's just me being me. And Del Rio came out and said, well, he's like, I respect them. I don't respect them doing that, but I respect them as a man. So he can do whatever he wants, and then the rest of the team will do whatever they want. So I think that's the way to go. I mean, right. who cares I, what people do? I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know. I, I'm i always going to be the stickler to, yes, you know, a lot of people fought and died, and that's where people always take it. But those people fought and died for his right to do that. For freedom, sure. You, you can know? say that. So that's, but, I mean, there's countries you can't do that in, or there's countries that you do that in, you're going to be killed for doing it. But so that's kind of, kind of like, I guess, you know, killed how, right? You're killed physically, put in the ground, killed, right? But right. Colin Kaepernick essentially was killed for it, right? Oh, right. I, I, and I don't think he should have been. He's never going to get a job in the NFL again. They'll ah, take, I think he'll be on They'll take the people the that, you know, unfortunately beat their spouses, you steal, everything on their team. But a guy that kneels during the National Anthem, that's where they draw the line. And I think the NFL put some terrible blame on that and did a poll and said one of the biggest responses that were received on why NFL ratings were down, ticket sales were down, was because of Colin Kaepernick's stance. 
I totally disagree with that. I think one of the biggest reasons why attendance is down at the stadiums is because the ticket prices are unreasonable. Your average blue-collar worker out there can't afford a freaking ticket price unless you're Cleveland Browns area. But for the most part, if you have one of those bigger teams in the bigger markets, you, you can't afford a ticket. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sure the L.A. tickets are outrageous. We should actually do a little study on that, maybe put an article out about it. Um, I know they also were complaining about ratings. Yeah. Um, and I, honest to God, I think you're going to see the ratings jump again this year. I think the election cycle had a lot to do with last year's ratings. I think there was just so much else going on in the world, and there still is, but I think you had so so much turmoil going on that I think that drew a lot of people away from games. Um, I think they'll be all right this year. But, yeah, I mean, we're kind of – you kind of got – three different not different but three viewpoints on this you know um from us and i don't know that there is a right answer i think that's kind of how america is right now we're kind of all all over the place on what we think about these issues so i think you know not to get too political or away from what we stand for you know uh sports stuff but at the end of the day is right now if you take a view you kind of everybody's quick to criticize you and not find a solution it's let's bash everybody's point of view and not come where somewhere towards the middle and, and kind of compromise on things. And unfortunately, that's where we are in America. I thought after the amount of years we've had here with everything in place, we would make progression every year. But unfortunately, it's Everyone's sometimes you go backwards sometimes. Everyone trolls. So, yeah, that's, that's our take on Marshawn Lynch. Uh, I, I don't – I'm not mad at the guy. I understand what he's doing. I understand what the NFL players are doing is standing up and trying to raise awareness – um, but unfortunately, in the climate we live in these days, it, you get a negative impact, backlash. People are quick to judge and criticize. I'm not criticizing for sure. I just I want to find somewhere where we could meet in the middle and get a solution and get rid of these problems. I, I just punch a Nazi, stomp out your local racist. <laughs> That's kind of where I stand. And I think of Kaepernick, not to get off Mar- Marshawn Lynch, but I think of Kaepernick was a better football player, he would be on a team. Absolutely. He, oh, I don't disagree. With, I, I totally disagree with that. He, he led the 49ers to two NFC championships. I, but, but Two NFC championships and a Super Bowl. And I've been fighting that argument all along, but Marshawn Lynch is still on this team and is in no danger of not being on the team. I'm just saying. Or Michael Bennett. They both did it. Marshawn Lynch is a bigger name, so he's getting oh, it. Oh, well, Kaepernick is the one Michael who kind Bennett of started it. Well, unless you're Marshawn Lynch that says you've been doing this for 11 <laughs> years now. Just Kaepernick him being is him. the kind of the one that started this whole entire movement, so he's the one who has to feel the wrath. But you look, like I said, he led the 49ers to two NFC championships and a Super Bowl. Yeah, so. and I, I can't argue that. I'm just saying maybe he had a good supporting cast. Um, Next time my boss asks me why I did something, I'm just going to say it's me being me, though. <laughs> yeah. That's my new take. Uh, uh, so let's another football story here. Ezekiel Elliott getting suspended for... Right now, six games for violating the personal conduct policy of the NFL. Um, I mean, as a fantasy football player or owner, I do not like to see this. But, I mean, it is what it is. He'll probably appeal, but I don't know. He's definitely appealing. What do you you guys have? Already appealed. An opinion. But, um, you know, criminal charges weren't filed. She filled out Tiffany, Tiffany Thompson. And here's the thing. We're looking at what we can find on the Internet. Stories we're reading on the internet, um, you know, right to no request to get the information. But we don't have all the information the NFL has. So I don't want to jump to conclusions and dismiss Tiffany Thompson's claims. But everything that I read, 
there were, you know, Tiffany was out with a girl in the, uh, at a club that night before they met with Zeke, and she wrote a statement saying that Tiffany made all this up. There are text messages from Tiffany to her friends and to other people at the scene saying, hey, make sure you say that he pulled me out of the car by my wrists. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Again, by the information I was able to get, it looks like Zeke, I'm not going to say he was innocent by any means. You never know again. But at the end of the day, we weren't there. NFL wasn't there. Do you think they were justified in the six-game suspension, Ed? I don't know. I don't know all the, all the information. So here's where I come down on it. I mean, I'm with you. I think the NFL is just at this point making it up as they go along, which is the worst thing that could happen because – you got there has to be a set precedent. Okay, so if 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 you're going to say every time there's you're you're put in this position of domestic abuse and we're going to actually take a hard hard firm line on this as an, as the NFL, it's going to be six games, that's what's going to be. But this is the first time that it's happened. So Zeke is basically having an example made of him which maybe he should. I mean, the guy's had a hell of a uh, last couple of years. I mean, well, rookie he, season, yeah. He, this isn't the first domestic abuse allegations brought against him um he fought the guy put him in the hospital or whatever in the nightclub not that long ago so there is a a a stem of precedent here that you know maybe can can come down on and i'm not saying that he's going to be innocent at the end of this because we'll see what happens maybe a plea deal is arranged or whatever but the nfl needs to at least wait for those charges to be filed in my view um at this point they're just kind of going along making it up as they go um even in their statements, like they're, they're, they talked about how much evidence they had, and they hadn't even seen the evidence at that point. So I think that the, the higher ups are just, unfortunately, just, just making an example of them. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying an example shouldn't be made of them, because if this is true, then yeah, you know, a guy can't just run around doing whatever he wants, thinking he's bigger. I mean, he pulled the girl's shirt down, exposed her boob at uh, that parade a couple months ago. So, like, there's a lot of shit going on with this guy, and maybe he needs some counseling, maybe he needs some help. But the NFL has to stay consistent with what they do. No, and I, I mean, it's been said multiple times by you know, former teammates or even just teammates that he's been warned more than once to you know, watch his behavior off the field. Yeah. And yeah, and then he whipped his, that girl's titty out at the parade, St. Patrick's Day Parade. And, you know, yeah, it's, he likes to party, <laughs> don't we all? But there's a, a time and a place to do that. I mean... Time nope. and place to party. There's never a time and a place for uh, no, no, exposing <laughs> explosive breasts. breasts. Yeah, no. unless um, they're the ones doing it. Yeah, From, what was that? The, that show back in the day, uh, girls gone girls wild. gone wild. Yeah. Right. Um, That's where we're going with show. this. <laughs> no. But um, no, I just think that he was warned multiple times. I mean, I don't, I don't have evidence of this, but from what I hear, he's been warned in the past, and he still continues to be. Not an idiot off the field, so. Not a good dude from all intents and purposes. So here's my my, uh, question with this. Everybody watches ESPN 30 for 30, and we saw the Duke lacrosse 30 for 30, fantastic lies. And, you know, this is kind of what rings a bell to me. And, again, I'm not dismissing Tiffany's claims at all, but – Reading all the witness statements, the police reports, the no charges filed, uh, all the text messages I was able to find online, it kind of rings a similar bell. And here you go, you're going to punish a 21-year-old. Again, he has a sketchy past here, knocking people out, whipping out a parade titty. 
but you're going to punish a guy for six games without pay. What you know that that's just my take. I I don't know. I I don't know what to do. I don't have all the documents the NFL has. So. Well, that well that's the thing is I think we're all we all have to be on that point that the NFL didn't have what they needed to do this. I think we can all say that, and I think it 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 takes away from what they're trying to do if they don't prove the point. I think you bring in independent investigators, you investigate it, you come to the conclusion, and then you hammer them. Yeah, but make sure you get it right because now this gives an argument to the other side. If it's wrong, if it comes out now that he didn't do this and it's proven that he didn't do it, then I think you have a bigger issue because you're delegitimizing what you're trying to do. I think you have to, 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 to have all your ducks in a row, suspend them once you can prove without a, a question of a doubt. Well, Goodell had a, what they call a external four external advisors to kind of help him out making his decision here that ranged in expertise from law enforcement, judicial, and public service. This guy from the White House was part of it, yeah. And and they all came up with this decision that six games mm-hmm. was an appropriate suspension. So I guess, I don't know, Let it is what it is. He's going to appeal. I'm sure it's going to get reduced to probably four games. Mm-hmm. I mean, six, and then they have the, the bye right after that. So he's well, basically again. Week six is when the Dallas has their bye, I believe. I think it's seven. Is it? Yeah, it is seven. Yeah, it's seven. So there's basically an eight-game no, suspension. No, no. I, I think it is six. But it's it's an eight-game suspension, not it's week. A six or games, six-game suspension, so but not he'll six be, weeks suspension. Yeah, yeah. So he'll be suspended. Until week eight. Yep. Until week eight. Yeah, that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think <clears throat> uh, I was going to make a joke. I was going to say I think we beat Zeke up a little bit, but. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Too soon, um, <clears throat> But uh, so let's just, speaking of getting beat up, uh, Connor McGregor. He's fighting Mayweather August 26th in Las Vegas. Um, Cavi, you posted an article, put a song out there by Mick Constantine, not to be confused with Mike Constantine of Carbondale, uh, called There's Only One Connor McGregor. And the video kind of blew up on the internet. Song's fire. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It has uh, 31 million views. Um, Tommy's been walking around singing it since we got here. Oh, I, I sing it all the time. You know I what? To it at work. Let's listen to Just it right play now. It for everybody. What do you think? You think we should? Uh... Well, here's the great thing. While you're picking it up, um, Conor McGregor came out and said that uh, this song is so fantastic. He's gonna actually fly the ukulele player out to Vegas for the fight. So that's awesome. Oh, I was I was promoting the hell out of this, tweeting Dana White, UFC, all the big MMA uh, outlets out there, telling them to check it out. So here you go. Here's uh. Here's Mick Constantine, Just and do a uh, there's only one. Oh, Con- three minutes. Yeah, there's only one Conor McGregor. And we'll get a little Tommy sing along here. The kid from Dublin win more than a dream. He knew one day he'd be the king of the UFC. Oh, had a group of fighting Irish not to be pushed over. Now here to take part. They were here to take over. From the start, John Kavanaugh by his side. Whoever thought they'd be known worldwide After 60 G's, baby, and a contract to sign Leaving his own life and the social welfare behind And after two years came the featherweight champion of the world And Connor said he'd make him look like, like a little girl. girl It only took 10 seconds to show his talk Wasn't cheap as he connected with the left And put Aldo to sleep There's only one Connor McGregor And there's the fighter better And he's gonna knock him Fly Mayweather So fly and watch out Cause the Irish are coming it can talk all you want, but you do not. And only one Conor McGregor, and there's a fighter better, and he's gonna knock out Floyd Mayweather. 
Absolutely nobody. nobody. It came from working on a building site to get a million dollar paychecks from Dana White. And there was money, his cars and his clothes he flaunts. Cause the double champ does what, what the, the fuck he wants. Mayweather, you're old and you're small. And the truth is that you'll do fake Cause precision beats power and time beats speed. Why have they got a skill back for you? Can't, can't even, even read. read. There's only one Conor McGregor. And there's a fighter better. And he's gonna. something cool is they both uh, petitioned uh, the Nevada Athletic Commission to go to eight ounce gloves for this fight. So if they grant them this, but there's so much precedent, so much precedent that they will never do it. It's just a gimmick to get people like me our hopes up and the best to come in flowing on McGregor. So Vegas can make a ton of loot. People betting McGregor. Uh, it's never going to happen. But so that'd be, eight ounce that gloves, would be thinner gloves? Yeah, they're yeah. 10 ounce. I think, yeah, they're 10. Okay. And UFC fights with four ounce gloves, so it's kind of a little Split the difference, down there. yeah. And Conor McGregor has those big lunchbox mitts. Yeah. So Floyd Mayweather has the big head, as Conor says. Or, yeah, as Conor says. So I wish. But it's not going to happen. Mayweather's going to win the fight. Well, hey, unfortunately, Connor knocked the shit out of. Uh, you didn't watch. I the, did watch. I yeah. watched it right now as that was going on because uh, I needed to see it. it Polly Malignaggi or whatever. Yeah, hit him in the yeah. top of the head, maybe, well, but I don't care. Pushed him down with his yeah. forearm. Listen, yeah, and no way, well, he knocked him he out. Comes out and he says, "Listen, he's just showing you the the little snippets of the clips to make it look good for him." And I agree with that. Connor's no boxer. I don't think he needs to be. I. Uh, <laughs> against a guy 49 and 0 who's who's champ. what 40 he's 40, 40, 40, 49 49 year old that's 49 and 0 this guy's more than a double champ he's champ in different organizations out the yin yang so not in different weight classes though is he different weight classes is he champ. yeah uh-huh. that song might Olympic be longer box. than how long this uh freaking match lasts <laughs> i love it yeah that song just changes the whole precedent oh it gets me all pumped up i'll tell you pure that. i listen to irish it fire no no doubt 
At least once a day. Once a day. Like this is once an hour. It just came out like a, three days ago. Oh, yeah, I know. I was, <laughs> Tommy's 2 million of the 31 million listens. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Anne's like, babe, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> one more time. One more time. Uh, no, I don't know if I can listen to that again. <laughs> anyway, uh, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather, August 26th, less than two weeks away in Vegas. Um, hopefully, I'll be watching it. Uh, I know it's a little expensive to, to get it on the old uh, TV box, but... Yeah, I was at uh, Aruga's the other night. They were taking reservations. Were, were they you have really? to make reservations if you want to go for it. I'll be watching it. Yeah. It's, like, it's got to be a couple grand for a Oh, I'm a sure. Restaurant or bar. Probably at least three. Um, so, yeah, keep a lookout for that on August 26th, and we'll talk about it, I'm sure, afterwards. And I'm we'll sure see we'll talk about it again before. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, the Philadelphia Soul, the arena football team, they'll be making their second appearance in a row at the Arena Bowl, which is kind of like the Super Bowl, but not as important, um, for the Arena Football League at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. They'll be playing the winner of either Tampa Bay Storm or the Cleveland Gladiators, who are actually playing this evening, I believe, or yep. last night. Um, yeah, last night when this comes out. Um, but So we don't know the the score yet, even though it's the day later. Right. Um, but, Cav, you wrote an article about Michael Boom Boom Benson. Boom Boom. Enormous, I, this guy. I need him in the NFL. Yeah, he's like Paul Bunyan. Six foot. <laughs> Bill Brasky. 280 pounds. Oh, he's the, really uh, he's the next really? Mike Tolbert. He's the, the next Mike Tolbert, if we can get him in the, into the uh, NFL. I'll tell you who he reminds me of. Watching videos of him, he's a little bigger than the guy. And obviously everybody knows I'm a Steelers fan. But he reminds me of Jerome Bettis. Bigger dude, very nimble on his feet. And can run people over. Is he a nipple giant? Uh, oh. Yeah, that's a Trogues plug there. we got to try to get some sponsorship. <laughs> Are they the ones that Eddie's only allowed one of? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got like, kicked out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when I first I saw the first video of him that caught my attention, and uh, he they, he's their fullback, which I didn't even know they used a fullback in arena football on a 50-yard field. When but, you have a guy named Boom Boom, you use a fullback. Yeah, but they do, and... Uh, they use him like a tailback, though. Mm-hmm. So the first play I saw was like kind of like a, a five-yard little draw dive or whatever, and he just like blasts a guy, like blows him up, runs in the end zone. So I was like, okay, this guy's just a big bruiser, like whatever. Maybe he's a guard that they just like run in there or whatever. Yeah. So I started pulling up some more videos. He goes outside tackle. Uh-huh. They're running sweeps with him. They're dumping the ball off to him on little little dink and dunks. Like, yeah. He's he's got finesse. He's got speed. And he's a mammoth. <laughs> I was looking at his stats. Uh, his stat line this year, he has like 107 carries for like 256 <laughs> yards and 23 touchdowns. <laughs> That's like... Well, what's a, a fantasy football... Or not a fantasy... A, a, flag, a flag football is only 50 yards, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like a flag so, football. Whoa, whoa. Flag's like 60, okay? Or not flag. Arena. It's like, like 50 yards or whatever. So... That's probably pretty good, right? How many touchdowns well, yeah, did he have? Did 23. he say? 23 touchdowns, well, he yeah. He became the fifth player this year in arena football history with over 100 touchdowns rushing. Okay. So, you know, he's got some What's historic. The Car- Carolina Panthers the got soul lost be Mike Tolbert. that jersey up in the rafters. They're going to retire that one for sure. Oh, Bon Jovi's got to be so happy with this guy. Just so stoked. Uh, but I think the um, arena bowl is actually the same night as the McGregor and... Um, Mayweather fight, August oh. 26th. So they probably won't get that much press. Well, I know what I'll be watching. The, that <laughs> arena ball for Boom Boom. But it's great. That, like Obviously, there's a little a little theatrics and, and stuff that they put into arena football to get people excited. And when this guy scores a touchdown, they have like a pre-recorded part where they're like, Boom, Boom, <laughs> Benson. 
and he like he like flexes and <laughs> plays with his gut and stuff. It's hilarious. Two eighty. Guy is I, great. I really try to tackle that oh. guy. Six yeah. foot two eighty. Yeah. Freaking bowling ball. So if you can't uh, can't afford the Conor Mayweather fight, maybe you can get on the old AM radio and listen to. Yeah, I don't know the what Philly Soul Arena. Bowl. I bet that's on ESPN too. The Ocho. Do you see the o- speaking? Just to go a little off script here for a minute. Do you guys see the Ocho? No. You didn't see it? Mm-mm. Uh Last week on the 8th of August, ESPNU uh, became ESPN The Ocho. Oh, really? And they had, uh, like, crazy games on there. They had uh, Dodgeball. Oh, yeah. Well, that's where The Ocho came from. Yeah, right? they had this uh, this game that this guy invented where it's, like, Dodgeball, but also ping pong and juggling. So somebody in the back is juggling while the other people have to defend them from getting hit with dodgeballs. They're juggling <laughs> the big bowling balls. And then while two other people are playing ping pong with their heads with the dodgeball back and forth. It's the wildest game I ever saw in my life. I don't understand it. We're going to have to set that up as a drinking game. But yeah, the Ocho was great. And I think maybe for as much as ESPNU gets watched, they would do better with the Ocho being a full-time thing. Yeah. There might be some copyright in front Or maybe just every eighth. Yeah. Every, every eight, no, because they did it every month. at the eighth of every month. Maybe they just do it, but the stuff they were airing was hilarious and it was great. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so yeah, you know, good luck to the Philly Soul. That'd be awesome if yeah, they uh, two in a row. The, the Arena Bowl trophy this year. That'd be great. Um, last thing we want to talk about PGA Championship, the last major of the year. Justin Thomas won his first major um, in his career. He's only twenty four years old, uh, but he won by two strokes over. Francisco Molinari, Patrick Reed, and Louis Oosthuizen. Um, a bunch of big just, names. Yeah, and it was just a great finish for uh, for Justin Thomas. And how about the year he's had? He has four wins, one major now. He um, has he shot a fifty nine um, at the Sony Open, and he also shot he tied the lowest round ever in a major uh, at the British Open with a sixty three, I believe. So. I mean, is he up there in you know consideration for this year's Player of the Year? I would think so. I mean, no, no one else besides um, Dustin Johnson has four wins, and he but he doesn't have a major. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. It's it was a great great finishing round. There was battle back and forth with this. Justin Thomas, Chris Stroud was around. Kisner, Matsuyama. You know, uh, Ricky Fowler made it into the clubhouse early at minus five and set the tone, let everybody know what they had to finish at. It came out a little bit after that. Um, who was it? Louis Oosthuizen finished, though, and beating out Ricky at minus six. You had Patrick Reed in the hunt. It, it was an interesting final round. I was happy for it. JT, what was good was Ricky was in the, you know, he's one of the boys. Saturdays are the, for the boys kind of guys with JT, Ricky, and uh, Spieth. Always out there partying, so you you got to see Spieth and Ricky Fowler out there in the audience waiting for uh, JT to finish up, give him fives, give him props, and congratulate him on his major win. It's unfortunate for Ricky though. Ricky's been in the on the tour a little longer than uh, JT and still can't get that uh, that major championship. Mm-hmm. Quail Hollow was where. Everyone thought this was the spot. Everyone thought this where he that's won he, a few years ago. That's where he got his first win on PGA Tour. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for a third round collapse in the, the green mile there with, uh, what do you have a bogey, double bogey, double bogey finished with plus five on the final three holes. Yeah. You know, this guy, who knows what would have happened. You have to think like how many players collapsed 
like how hard those holes actually are. If you see Jason Day get an eight that one day. Oh, that was the best. (laughs) My respect level for Jason Day went through the roof after watching that because those are the idiot type shots that us weekend golfers would take is, uh, I'm going to try to play this 50-yard hook between four different trees (laughs) and the and the audience there yeah. up the and golf uh, wasn't up the like the car audience. path yeah minus the audience <laughs> by audience i mean the group waiting behind us saying why are these guys so slow up the uh-huh. up the the cart path too right wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah was it go up a dirt path yeah uh, hook couldn't hit it higher than like four feet off the ground i know yeah. uh ff advantage was kind of upset with that he had a little uh little action going with jamie James B or James, James M. James M. Yeah. For uh, on the on the whiteboard down here in the the man cave, brought to you by Pristine Auction, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> shameless plug there, but um, no free ads. Uh, Jason, yeah, Jason Day ruined Polly's day. Um, I mean, I'm not a golf guy like you guys. Uh, I enjoy the spectacles. So John Daly this weekend mm-hmm. was hilarious to me. The outfits were incredible. Oh, he always has his. Great he's the best. His. His poor play was incredible. Um, and then Ian Poulter just losing his freaking mind on uh, the official over something that he ended up being wrong about then in the end. So yeah, I enjoyed that. That got the headlines this weekend as much as, you know, it was nice, the, the win and everything. But uh, Poulter stole the, the ink. Yeah, I think Poulter is still stressed out about potentially losing his, his uh, tour card. Right, He's been playing solid all year, though, especially ever ever since he got the tour card back. I mean, uh, what a shenanigans that was. Second place at the players. Um, I think he was not runner up, but like third place um, at one of the, uh, was it the British Open? I'm not sure. But um, but yeah, he's just had a great year since he got his tour card back. And um, he even played solid this, this year. What do you finish? Top 12, top 10? Yeah. So, um, you know, props to him, even though, yeah, that does suck. His whole little spiel with just the tantrum, I would think is the proper word. Plus one. This week, yeah, uh, tied for twenty second, bringing home a fat check of eighty nine k. That's not bad. I kill over that. I yeah, I probably. That's that's about what the point after show makes on a weekend. Yeah, oh, a weekend. That was sense. like a Saturday. <laughs> Make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. I think that's all we got for you guys. Uh, be sure to check out pristineauction.com and also our Fantasy Football Advantage podcast coming out later today um, for all your fantasy football advice needs. Uh, and then you can also tweet us any questions you have, fantasy football related or just in general. Uh, Tom, you have something to say? And, yeah, if you're out there and you're getting ready for your draft this year and there's a sketchy guy that is available for you to take that always has the injury bug, go to rotosurance.com and take out some insurance on him. And what they do is they they give you a quote, basically like your car insurance. They'll give you a quote on the player based on their history and on your league fees. And if he misses X amount of games per season for that year, they'll refund you your draft league fees. So check out rotoassurance.com. And, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at Point After Show or my personal Twitter handle is at Eddie underscore the PAS, Tom. I'm at TLIP underscore the PAS. Uh, I'm at producer Cavi. And Paul is at the FF Advantage. So hit us up. Uh, get at us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. and Subscribe uh, on iTunes, SoundCloud. Yeah, and make sure you follow us on thepointaftershow.com for daily blogs, articles, postings, um, anything fantasy football related and sports related. So, yeah. If we made it this far, 
Thanks. Peace.